Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, here's the deal. Seven o'clock. Yeah. It's time for 92.9 The Game Tonight. For the next hour, tune in or listen on the Odyssey app. As we get you caught up with all things Atlanta sports and beyond. We're going up tonight. Turn up, bro. Like I said, just turn up and listen. That's the way to lead the show. It's 92.9 The Game Tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, what's up, Atlanta? That's right. Chris Thomas hanging out with you here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Got you four. As Carl Dukes likes to say, the full three, hanging out with myself and my buddy, Oren Romaine, on the other side of the glass, taking you up until 10 o'clock this evening. An absolute metric ton to get into tonight. The Atlanta Hawks, man, as I said with Dukes and Bell in the tease, uh, sometimes what you need to hear is not what you like to hear. We're going to react to what... New Odyssey NBA insider Nick Friedel had to say about the Atlanta Hawks. Um, oh, I think safe to say, uh, to characterize his appearance on the show earlier today, uh, not positive. He was not exactly uh, glimmering with hope and sunshine and roses about the Atlanta Hawks. Am I gathering that correctly? It was not a very uh, sunshine and lollipops discussion, if you will. Yeah, so I'm excited to play and react to that. But uh, we got to start, of course, by the way, I miss football already, man. I miss it. I'm so excited to get into the Falcons and what they're going to do, and Dukes and Bell are going to be up. At Flowery Branch, myself included, tomorrow to get to hear from an interview live and in living color, the OC, the DC, and the ST, special teams coordinator. so you don't want to miss that tomorrow, but I already miss football. It was a really fun season. I know the Falcons obviously did not do anywhere near what some of us thought they would do, but regardless of that, the Chiefs, really fun story, the dynasty, and you know what? I think after all is said and done... Um, my verdict on the Taylor Swift thing is, okay, you know, like, did it kill anything at the Super Bowl on Sunday? No. Was it, like, must-watch television for me like it was for some people? No. It was fine. I think there was a lot of hooting and hollering made about it when it started. People were talking about, is it real? Are they in love? I don't think there's any question about that anymore. And, you know, we wrap up the season with them riding off into the sunset and, Jason Kelsey in a uh, Mexican wrestling mask dancing with DJ Marshmallow. So, you know, channeling his inner Lucha Libre, and that was about it. So, yeah, I think, I think it put a nice – the Super Bowl put a nice bow on what was a really fun and exciting NFL season. But now the work really begins for the Atlanta Falcons, and here we go. 
404-726-0929 is where we begin tonight. Justin Fields has been a very hot topic, at least on shows that I've done here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, for the better part of a couple of months now. Why? Well, in case you've been uh, living under a rock, as they like to say, Justin Fields has been linked to the Falcons like, you know, any, any hot team rumor you could ever imagine in the last decade or so. Like, as much as John Collins was rumored to be traded before they actually pulled the trigger, which was like three years in the making. So Justin Fields now reportedly in the mix for the Atlanta Falcons to at least attempt to pursue. And today we hear that not only are the Falcons not the leading candidate, Big O, they're actually second to another team that needs a quarterback who just made room for another quarterback on their roster with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the question now becomes, and I'm going to take your calls. Here we go. Line them up, 404-726-0929. If you're in the camp of Justin Fields, you know I'm not, but that's not the point tonight because the more we talk, the more of a realistic possibility it becomes. So we got to continue to take the temperature of what's going on with this team. What cost are you willing to pay? It was mocked out today that the cost for Justin Fields would be a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick. And to you, the great audience here in Atlanta, I say, no shot, no way. That is not what it's going to wind up being. It is going to wind up being much, much more than that. I think that the Steelers and the Falcons alone could be competing with each other, and that, of course, in theory, would drive up the price. So what are you willing to pay? If you really believe that Justin Fields is the guy for the Atlanta Falcons, you willing to give up number eight? I'm not, but maybe you are. So that's what I'm talking to you guys tonight about at 404-726-0929. What price would you be willing to pay if the Falcons are about to get into a bidding war for Justin Fields with the Steelers and other teams in the NFL? Because I think that's what we're looking at. If that's the route that the Falcons want to go, if Fields is the guy that Zach Robinson and Coach Ra and everybody else has a target on their back, that's the guy we want to go get, you're not just going to be able to go get him. You're not just going to be able to go flip a third-round pick at him and say, hey, we'll take this guy off your hands. Chicago, first of all, it's not even 100% that they're going to trade him, but if they do, what exactly is that cost going to be? The other aspect of it is, the Chicago Bears reportedly want a, quote, historic haul if they're going to give up the first overall pick, which would, in many people's minds, in theory, be Caleb Williams. So the Falcons, I think, with that being noted, are out of that race because too many needs. So you're not going to give up this year's one, this year's two, next year's one, next year's two for the ability to go out and get Caleb Williams. Yes, I am in the camp, and I've said before on this very radio station, that you do whatever it takes to go get the quarterback of the future. Whatever it takes. I don't care what the haul is. I don't care how many, if it's three first-round picks. If you believe that you are on the path to getting the quarterback of the future for your football team, you do not hesitate. You pull the trigger on whatever it takes. Because as we've seen here in this great city, 
of Atlanta, the quarterback position has been nothing short of an absolute dumpster fire the last couple of years. So, with that said, I would be willing to do it. But I don't think they will. That's the problem. So, the more realistic conversation now becomes Justin Fields. So, what do you do? Do you say, hey, screw it, I'm willing to give up two second-round picks and maybe a player? Or do you say no? Do you say, I'm willing to roll the dice, try to get Kirk Cousins, maybe Russell Wilson, or we'll see what's there at eight. Maybe Jaden Daniels doesn't get taken after all, and you're willing to roll the dice. I wouldn't do it. Honestly, I wouldn't roll the dice. I want an answer. And I want, as Carl Dukes likes to say, I want it now. I want an answer. And I want an answer ASAP. I don't want to go into the draft with all this uncertainty around the position and what they're going to do and what they're not going to do is potentially lose out on a franchise quarterback because they didn't want to play the game. You have to play the game to a certain extent. If that's just with the Steelers, if that's with two other teams, three other teams, five other teams, we don't know. We don't know ultimately what the market for Justin Fields is going to be. But we know at least right now there's reportedly two teams involved, us and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what's that price going to be? You tell me. 404-726-0929. Let's start with Sam. Sam, you're in the game. Hey, how you doing? What's up, Sam? Uh, I just think think the price would definitely be a first-round pick. And I don't know if I would agree with that, especially with, uh, like, yeah, just, He's not, he's not really – I don't see a lot in Caleb Williams. That's could be crazy, but uh, yeah. So what would you be willing to give up for Fields? What's your what's your number? Uh, I would say a first-round – I hate to say it, but a first-round pick. I think he has a lot of potential and didn't really get much with the Bears and – no, no. no, I appreciate really the phone sure. call, Sam. Thank you. Um, I'm not giving up a first-round pick, guys. I'm not doing it. You have too many other needs for this team. If you trade for Justin Fields, let's say you give up this year's second-round pick, next year's second-round pick, and like a six-round pick next year. Then you can turn around and draft either your next center, your next edge rusher, your next star cornerback. If you give up that number eight pick, you are screwing yourself for this season because the cap space is not what it was last year, guys. We need to remember that the Falcons had like a historic number of cap space to go spend. And that's why we were able to get David on Yamada and Jesse Bates and bring in Calais Campbell. The Falcons are going to have some money to spend this off season, but it's not going to be in the ballpark of what it was last year. So you need to treat that number eight pick like it's gold. And for me to take a flyer on Justin Fields and trading your first round pick, I'm not doing it. So what say you? 404-726-0929. Billy, you're up next. Billy, you're in the game. Hey, guys. I am totally confused about all of this. I want to ask you a couple questions. Okay. So Arthur Smith is now the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh. He is. What has happened to Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett basically was the subject of sort of the same thing that happened here in Atlanta. Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, was incompetent, and he suffered as a result. And so Kenny Pickett is considered by a lot of you guys to be a better quarterback or a worse quarterback than Justin Fields? 
I think right now Justin Fields is better than Kenny Pickett, and it's not really an argument. Yeah. Really? Oh, so man, I love Kenny Pickett to Pickett. What I would do, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just confused. I would like to uh, have Pickett and Pickens trade Pitts to Pittsburgh, get Pickett and Pickens, and give up on a first-round draft pick. I love Kenny Pickett. Yeah, the pro- I, I appreciate the phone call. The problem with that is is it's too big of a risk. And honestly, that's that's my only issue, as I've been talking with you guys about for the last couple of weeks, with Justin Fields. The Falcons are not in a position to take risks right now. And Justin Fields, how, no matter how much you like him, he's going to be a risk. I don't care how much you pay for him. Even if they were able to get him for a fifth-round pick, if you bring him in and say he's going to be your starter, there's just no guarantee he's going to be great. And Kenny Pickett, I think there's even less of a guarantee for that. Falcons fans, let's do me a favor as we discuss this throughout the evening at 404-726-0929. Let's think big, okay? I don't want to think about Kenny Pickett, Gardner Minshew, Ryan Tannehill. I don't want to think about any of these guys. I want to think about Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Jaden Daniels, Russell Wilson, and maybe an outside, outside shot, Caleb Williams. Those are the names we need to be talking about tonight, not Kenny Pickett. 404-726-0929. John, you're up next. John, you're in the game. Yes, sir. So, with your last point, I agree to an extent, except I think any of the quarterbacks in the draft are just as big or bigger of a risk than Fields. So, the ultimate question then is, you know, do you bring Fields in, talk to him? Let Hang on, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. But you know what the difference is between Fields and those guys? You get four years with a rookie to develop him. Fields is going to need his fifth-year option picked up right away, and then the following season he's going to need a fat contract. That's the difference. You get one of them, then you will to give up to get Fields. You're going to have to give up, you know, lots to move up into the draft. I don't think Jaden's going to be there. So if you're willing to give up two second-round picks for Fields, if your OC is confident that he can work with him, then, like you said, you draft offensive line at number eight. You draft somebody to help him. John, here's the, draft- pro- here's the problem. I appreciate the phone call. We got to catch a break, so I got to let you go. Like, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, two second-round picks is not enough. That's a lot. That's a lot, man. Like, that's not saying, like, that's not two NBA second-round picks. That's two NFL second-round picks. You, know, you can't give up five for Sadiq Bailey, who did a couple years no, ago. No, exactly. Like it does that. Those are valuable, valuable assets. Like people are just throwing it around. Like, yeah, we're giving up two second-round picks and yada yada. No, 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 no. To just say we're going to give up two second-round picks on a huge question mark in terms of a guy that's going to need a, a fifth-year option and then a contract in two consecutive seasons. That's nothing to sneeze at, guys. All right. More calls when we get back. I see you. Kareem, Dexter, Drew, Ricky, hang tight. Couple lines open. 404-726-0929. Bears want a, quote, historic haul for that number one pick. To me, that eliminates the Falcons. So, Justin Fields on deck. What are you willing to pay? Bidding war with the Steelers? Your call's next. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey app. All right. So the Chicago Bears reportedly want a, quote, historic haul if they're going to move off that number one pick. So in my opinion, Chris Thomas, by the way, hanging out with you here till 10 o'clock, full three on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game tonight. Uh, That takes the Falcons out of the running. 
Why? Because they need too many other things to hand over that many assets. I would still do it if I were them because I think you get the quarterback at all costs, but I think Terry and the crew at Flowery Branch would make um, a more, quote, uh, let's say, oh, level-headed decision uh, than trading three first-round picks and potential player to get a Caleb Williams. Although, again, I, I don't think it's the worst decision in the world. So that brings us to the man of the hour. And that is, of course, one Justin Fields and his prospects of coming here to Atlanta. Interesting uh, article came out today saying that the Pittsburgh Steelers are actually right now the favorites to land him. So if you're going to get into a bidding war with the Pittsburgh Steelers, what are you willing to give up? And that's what we're talking about tonight. Because right now it was projected that he would go to the Steelers for a second and a fifth round pick. And I say no shot. It is going to be much higher than that because if teams start getting into a bidding war, then forget it. That's not. That's going to be like two seconds. And again, I was talking to Orrin before the break here. Uh, that's not nothing to sneeze at, folks. You give up two second-round picks, that is a large quantity of assets that could turn into really, really productive players for you for a long time. So 404-726-0929. Let's start off with Kareem. Kareem, you're in the game. What you got? Chris, what's going on, my brother? What's up, Kareem? Hey, man, you know I'm a Fields guy, so let me first start by saying we got let's do it. And here's the reason why, Chris. Let's go ahead and give up the second and maybe how we did with Ridley, possibly a conditional second depending on other things, right? And, you know, we we sit here on the airways and talk about let Fontenot cook, let Fontenot cook. Let's just say it comes to a point where we do have to give up two seconds. Well, we all know the draft is re- – your team is really built late in the draft. That fourth round, that fifth round guy that you get for a little or nothing that can come on the field and make the team and make plays. So I, I think, man, I don't think giving up two seconds is the, is the end of the world. You keep that eighth overall pick for this year's draft – Hopefully get Dallas Turner. Kareem, it's We're not. Hang on a second. I'll let you finish. Uh, I'll let you finish. Just let me explain why I think it's a little bit bigger of a deal, actually a much bigger deal than you're making it out to be. Because you're not just giving up the two second-round picks. It's two second-round picks, picking up a fifth-year option, and then being prepared and willing to give them a contract that starts with a two, in me- in meaning $200 million after the following season. That's why it's such a big deal. I don't think it's going to be a two hundred million dollar contract, sir. I think we kind of, I think that's you. I'm not. No, look no, at the no going. I'm, I think I'm, that's hyperbole. Kareem, the reason I'm saying it is not because I'm pulling it out of my, you know what? It's because I'm looking at a couple of weeks ago. You know what I did? I pulled the last like six or seven NFL starting quarterback contracts in the NFL, and that's what the going rate is. That's actually below market value, Kareem. Okay, even with that said, two hundred. Plus million, it, it all goes down to what's guaranteed and what, what what's going to impact the, the the salary cap, right? The guaranteed money. But I just think, Chris, we you got to go ahead and pull the trigger. We need a trigger guy, and the uh, there aren't many choices out there. And Fields is a good choice. He would make a a darn good Falcon. All right, Kareem, appreciate you as always, man. Thanks for checking in, guys. It's it's much more complicated than Kareem is making it seem. You need to look at the whole picture. You need to look at Justin Fields' stats. He's never thrown for 3,000 yards in a season. 
He's never thrown for 20 touchdowns in a season. He's had one season of 1,000 yards rushing. He's not a fully prepared product yet, and you're taking a huge risk by giving up all those assets to get him. That's the point. So that's why I'm asking, what's your price? Dexter, you're up next. Dexter. Craig, what's up? What's up? Hey, Big Dog, I understand what you're saying, but those last part, those stats, come on now. Look what he had. Come on, Chris. Look what he had. I can understand. All right, but I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but look what Patrick Mahomes is able to do with, you know, similar circumstances there. But but Mahomes got a good coach. Mahomes got a good quarterback coach. Mahomes got what he need over there to help him out. We didn't have that with Arthur Smith. Do we have it now? Do we have it now? We don't know. We have no we, idea. We, that's what I'm saying, Chris. You got you to gotta go without opinion, too. We just, can't, we just can't go by yours. We got to go by our opinion, too. I think Justin Field would be a good fit. Do what you got to do to get that man. We don't know what's going to be in the draft next year for whatever round we choose. No, I'm not saying he – I'm not saying it's a fait accompli that he's not going to be good. I'm saying it's a huge risk bringing him in because of everything you need to get up to get him, meaning probably somewhere in the neighborhood of two second-round picks, a fifth-year option, and then giving him a fat contract. That's a lot to give up for a guy that's not ready-made. That's what I'm saying. He gone? All right, he gone. 404-726-0929. Well, oh, you understand what I'm saying? Like, these people that are pushing back on me are acting as if I'm saying that Fields is like a piece of garbage and not and like not ready to be an NFL quarterback that can lead a franchise. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Justin Fields has too much left to prove for the entire haul that you're going to have to give up to get him. If you're going to give up that much, again, contract, fifth-year option, two second-round picks is sort of the model that we're going after here. I'd rather use that to try to spend up in the draft. But I don't think the Falcons are going to do that if the Bears want to quote historic haul for Caleb Williams. That's why we're talking about it tonight. 404-726-0929. Dexter, appreciate the call. Drew, you're up next. Drew. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right. So I think I see this from a few different angles. Um, I get what you're saying, and I actually very much agree with you. Um, if what is being said is true about a quote-unquote historic haul, that makes me think they actually don't want to let go of him. They may want to stick with him, and they may actually rather trade that first pick or use it on somebody that's not a QB, which works in our favor. Looking at NFL right now, NFL.com, there are three teams ahead of us. The first, second, and third pick, the Bears, the Commanders, and the Patriots all need a QB, supposedly. Granted, the Bears have Justin Fields. And if let's so let's let's assume that they decide to hold on to Justin Fields and they draft, I don't know, they just trade away that first overall pick. What do you think it would cost for us to get that pick? Yeah, it's a good question. Thank you for the phone call. Um, I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of three first-round picks. That's probably what we're looking at. And the reason I say that takes the Falcons out of it is I can't see Terry and his crew with the way that they've drafted and the way that they've built this team pulling the trigger on something like that. I think they see too many other needs for this team to sink the ship on a potential quarterback to say we're just going to forego all these other needs that we need for the team. And that's just a tough bullet to bite. Again, I would do it because I believe Jaden Daniels is my guy. I think he's going to come in this season and be CJ Stroud 2.0. But again, we don't know that for sure. And 
if you're able to get a Justin Fields at half that cost, then I understand why the Falcons are interested. 404-726-0929. Ricky, don't lose that number. You're in the game. Oh, I appreciate it, Turtle. I know you're catching a lot of flack. But listen, Turtle, you say one thing. You say, first of all, that he's not quite ready. He's at risk. And then you're talking about he's going to get $300 million. That doesn't make sense. Okay, let me explain so, it to you then. First of all, it's not. I, know, it's, I already know. I know. I know, Turtle. But I'm just saying, you're saying those two things are. Well, awesome. because it's saying. because of the way that the NFL works, right? Hang with me here. Is it's next man up for quarterbacks? That's just the way it works. So it doesn't matter what D- Daniel Jones got forty million dollars a year, guys. Kyler Murray got. What is Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray making thirty-five, forty, forty-five million dollars a year. That's just the way. I'm not t- talking about it from a talent evaluation perspective. I'm talking about it from the way the NFL works perspective. That's just the game plan, man. Like you, you can come on here and say, and I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I'm not. You need to understand how the NFL works, my friend. Four oh four. All right, go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. All right. Hey, let me, let me finish. First of all, Justin Fields is faster than Josh Allen. Justin Fields has a better arm than Lamar Jackson. That is a fact. Okay. There's none of the quarterbacks that are being uh, coming up, even Caleb Williams. I would say overall, Justin Fields is a better athlete. We're going to have to pay for a quarterback. Right now, I would take a second-round pick and Pitts and send those two. And then, you know, this is crazy, but you might have to get Bowers. You'd be way better off with the Bowers and the Fields than what you have now. With all the, the needs. No, 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 no. So I got to let you go, man. Again, we got, got, we got to keep it 100 here, guys. Anytime I'm on the air with you guys, we keep it 100. We keep it a buck. We can't be just throwing out things. That's not how this works, guys. Come on, man. You think the Falcons are going to – first of all, the Steelers would need to want Kyle Pitts. You know who they have? A guy named Darnell Washington. A guy named Pat Fryermuth. You think the Steelers are in the market with everything they need to get back to competing for a Super Bowl for a tight end that hasn't proven himself? And just like Justin Fields, is going to need a fat payday in a year. I mean, guys, we need to be able to talk in terms of facts and what's realistic. And again, I'm saying Justin Fields is going to get a $200 million contract, not because I'm pulling it out of my you-know-what. I'm talking about it from you take the last six, seven quarterbacks to get paid. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray. Just look at the numbers, as Dukes and Bell likes to say. Just take a look and see what those guys are making per season. 404-726-0929. Let's go to Tony. You're in the game. Tony. All right, Turtle. I appreciate it, man. I've been listening to you, I think, about a month, talk about the Falcons. And I'm going to tell you, man, for the first time, I agree with something you're saying. Okay. I do not think he's worth two second rounds, maybe a second round and and a fifth. That's it. But I do agree with you 100%. He's not worth that. We'd be better off trying to trade up and get Jay uh, Daniels. That's who I want, you know. Out of all those quarterbacks, I like Daniels. He showed the type of pro intangibles that I like. I don't trust Kalen Williams. I don't believe in him. Drake Drake may maybe, but Jaden Daniels is the guy that we should get. If we can't get Fields for a second or a fifth rounder. Appreciate it. All right, appreciate the phone call. Or and I would love to know all the things he hasn't agreed with me on. 
That's what I would love to know. Next time, next time we call back, we'll do a little therapy couch session. <laughs> One more before the break. Donald, you're in the game. Donald. Donald gone. 404-726-0929. We got Chuck. Chuck, you're in the game. Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so I'm in I'm in agreement with you on fields. And I like next year's quarterbacks better. I'm not a homer. I'm not a Georgia fan. I like Carson Beck. And I like Kirk Cousins this year. You don't have to pay him that ridiculous contract. He's already shown his value. You get him in and you get back next year. You wait for that. I think Cousins is well enough to to get us the South. You keep eight. And that's my whole take on it, man. I I, I really I really think we need a, a developed quarterback to help our rookie out next year. I don't think a rookie quarterback this year is going to get the Falcons where they need to go. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. Um, Kirk Cousins wants two years, ninety million, fully guaranteed. Uh, so that's what you're looking at if you want to bring in Kirk Cousins. Listen, Kirk Cousins is my number one option for this. Well, number two, Jaden Daniels is my number one for this op- for this uh, team. Kirk Cousins is number two. Russell Wilson, number three. Um, I guess Justin Fields would be number four in this in this hypothetical here. Great job on the phones, 404-726-0929. If you're on hold, I'll get to you after our interview with Joe Patrick. He's coming up next. What does he think about all this? You don't want to miss his expert insight. And we'll be at Flowery Branch tomorrow. Sports Radio, 92 on the game, Odyssey app. I guess you kind of scared yourself. You turn and run. But if you have a change of heart, Ricky don't lose that number. You don't want Why are we coming back with this song of all songs? Hey, Ma, what's up? Um, because this is all. We're going to get it hot tonight. Chris. Yeah, that's <laughs> what's happening. We're going to get it on tonight. Uh, that's because our next guest, Joe Patrick. Uh, sent us his yes. career-defining antiseptic playlist of his <laughs> lifetime here, and we are pulling from the deep cuts of that 30-track song playlist. As we learn, Joe needs a little bit of a uh, music musical surgery, we'll say, which we're going to bring in. It is a good song. Great. We just need to expand your musical uh, catalog, my friend. That's all. There's, there's this. There's like some Shania Twain on there, I think. There's da, like, da, you know, da, it, it really is. I, I think I, you can't. It, listen, if you're going to critique my, my music taste, that's fine. You go, I bro. truly do listen to a little bit of everything. And I think that that, I think that, you know, the spanning the spectrum of it was uh, well represented if you guys saw that playlist. The best thing about a being a woman. Right, Joe? Come on now. <laughs> Is a prerogative to have Good a to little. Have a little yeah, there that's on a great live show. Yeah, by the way. baby. All right, that's en- enough of us uh, making people's ears bleed all across the great metro of Atlanta and the great state of Georgia. All right, let me posit this to you as I've been talking about with our listeners tonight. Sounds like the Falcons are going to be priced out of moving up to the number one overall pick. Reported that the Bears want a quote historic haul to go get that pick. I just think Terry Fontenot and co see this team as having too many needs over the short term and long term to make a play for like three first round picks. So that brings us to Justin Fields, who reportedly now the Steelers are 
also interested in, and it looks like reports are somewhere in the neighborhood of a two and a five would get it done. I don't believe that for a second, especially with a bidding war that would eventually take place between at least two teams now, probably more. What are your thoughts on all of that, Joe? Yeah, it's so funny. I feel like it just always comes back to Kyle or to Justin Fields as this kind of like, uh, you know, pull in case of emergency type situation and that he's always going to be there. And that frankly, you know, a lot of people think that he's the best option for the Falcons. And I guess I'll just reiterate it again. My feelings on, on Justin Fields were, which is that I'm just a lot more unimpressed, I guess, than it seems like a lot of people are about him. And um, certainly he has qualities. Absolutely. He's kind of almost the definition of like a, like a, a quarterback. Like if you just look at the tools, he's like a toolsy quarterback. He's got the strong arm. He's got the legs. He's even shown in his past. He's capable of, you know, pulling off incredible throws in real time, like making great plays. Honestly, his game that he played against the Falcons this year, that second to last game of the season was probably the best of his career, and it was just fantastic. And so if somebody only saw that, I would totally understand it. You know, second-round pick, hell, yeah, like, do that. Easy. Um, but it's not that simple. And then you throw in the contract situation where you would have to trade for him and then decide on whether you want to extend his fifth-year option before you be, he even played a game for you. Um, if you don't want to do that, then you would have to potentially franchise tag him. You know, there's a lot of kind of, you know, when you start to tease it out, and how it would actually manifest itself in reality this offseason, the following offseason, I think it gets a lot more dicey of a proposition for the Falcons. So, I mean, Chris, I feel like we've talked a lot about this. I, my, and, we, and we will continue to talk about it because, oh, I mean, yeah. it's an important decision for the Falcons this offseason. But, you know, to me, it's just one I would prefer to – if there is going to be a bidding war over Justin Fields, I would prefer to stay out of that bidding war personally. That's just my personal opinion. Um, so you have now – so go check your Twitter. You've now lost half <laughs> know, of the followers that you've had. Um, all right, we're talking all things, uh, all things Falcons with our buddy Joe Patrick here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, let's go one by one by one. Dukes and Bell will be speaking with the OC, the DC, and the ST, the special teams coordinator, tomorrow. Let's start with Zach Robinson. What are you looking to hear from him? I don't think we'll get much on the quarterback front, maybe a little bit. Yeah, you know, so here, here's how it goes down. Here, here's how it goes down. For the people who want some, uh, any future journalists in, in the listening to the station tonight, um, here's a tip. You can't just ask him, like, who, what do you like in a quarterback or who are you going to take, yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, he's, they're just not going to give you an answer. So the way, the questions that you have to ask are, like, you know, um, what what makes your offense tick? Like, like, like these kinds of questions. I think we're, we'll learn more about how he thinks about the game philosophically. And then I think from whatever he says, I think will give us a better idea of what they might be going for. And, of course, it's not like it's just Zach Robinson's decision solely, but you have to think that given his background, the fact that he once was a professional quarterback, you know, analyst specifically – um, it, it, that they're going to rely on his opinion a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll learn a lot. I'm excited. I'll, I'll be there as well, Chris. You know, it's going to be, I think, interesting to hear from both these guys and also, with you know, about them calling plays for the first time. Both will be doing it for the first time, you know, at this level, for this duration, of course, these guys have called plays either at the college level or, you know, Zach Robinson has called plays like in a preseason game and things like that. But, you know, I think it'll be interesting to just, you know, finally hear from them uh, because, for as long as we had to wait for Raheem Morris, I feel like Zach Robinson in particular is one that Falcons fans have kind of been kind of desperate to 
hear more about because in his role previously, there's just not a lot of like media available, me, like media footage available of him kind of speaking open-minded and speaking about the, you know, his just philosophically about the game. So I think that's all going to be really interesting to hear from him. And in terms of Jimmy Lake, he has experience doing it, but his first time back in the NFL game in a little bit, uh, doing it full-time at this capacity with this high stakes attached. What do you think he'll have to say about the messaging of how to improve on last year's defense? Yeah, you know, well, I think it's – I honestly don't know. I, I, I know next to nothing about Jimmy Lake other than, you know, just like his general uh, his general track record. I think he'll talk a lot about Raheem Morris, honestly. You know, he was the assistant head coach there in Los Angeles while Raheem Morris was the defense coordinator, and I'm sure they worked really closely together in that respect. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that he'll kind of share that. What I want to know from, from, from Jimmy – is just kind of how Raheem has influenced him over the course of his career because um, we've heard so much about how Raheem Morris has been around some of these amazing coaches, especially on the offensive side of the ball, these offensive-minded coaches, and that's really sharpened him defensively. And I thought for that reason Raheem Morris would be the play caller, and obviously that's not going to be the case. But I still think Raheem Morris will have a, have a pretty significant impact on how they actually prepare for teams and how they go about calling plays, even if he's not the one actually kind of dialing them in on, on game day. So I want to hear more about their relationship and just how Raheem Morris has really influenced Jimmy, especially in these just last couple of years, they've been able to work together since his Washington days. Joe, I am a little surprised that they brought back Marquise Williams, just from the standpoint of there were several noticeable special teams gaffes. I don't know how much of yeah. that is his fault or it was a matter of personnel or it was a matter of just the overall state of the team. What do you think of that decision? And what do you think he's going to say to sort of defend his positioning coming back as a coach? So, I mean, I think, you know, Marquise is a guy who is super nice and people just like him. And honestly, I I don't want to degrade like the, the profession by saying like, all you have to do is be a likable guy. But I do think that that is, you know, I think that's part of it as a special teams guy, you got to be like a motivator. You got to, you, your players really have to want to play for you. It's actually a really like unique. And I would say like a, a like a really like um, cherished kind of role to have on a team because of just how involved you are with all aspects of the, the, the roster um, as a special teams coach. And I think that that's first of all, the players really like Marquise Williams. I will say this. I agree with you about the team special teams this year. I think it was definitely lackluster. And I think that like, um, even outside of some of the obvious stuff, like the missed field goals that Young Way Koo had, I thought that they were pretty poor on like punt coverage for a lot of this year. They gave up a big punt return, two, actually two huge punt returns that killed them. Uh, one of them was against Washington at home that led to a touchdown. The other one was on the road against Arizona that led to a touchdown. Um, so really struggled there, I thought. They didn't really have much in the return game at all this year. But I think he was hard done by, but, um, not by anybody, but just by the, the football gods where Avery Williams goes down in OTAs with uh, ACL injury that had him out for the season. He was one of, if not the best punt returner in all of football the previous year, uh, had a really special kind of spatial awareness. And I'm really excited to see him back in action. And I thought that, you know, this is going to be one that's a little bit out of left field, but like, I thought that losing Troy Anderson really hurt their special teams this year. If you don't, if you remember back to his rookie year, uh, he had a big block punt against the Rams. He had an amazing play against the 49ers that the Falcons won at home where he ran down, kind of missed a tackle and then ran all the way back and caught back up to Ray Ray McLeod on his punt return and, and brought him down 
um, that saved the touchdown. So I thought that they really missed some of these guys that were out with injury this year on special teams. And I think that the team probably recognized that as well, and that's why they want to bring Marquise back. Right now, if I asked you, obviously quarterback is number one, but what is the number 1A or number 2 need that you think this team is looking to address as we head towards free agency in the draft? I think it's I, – so I, I think the answer to your question is on the edge, really because they don't have a lot of players under contract in that position right now. Like, they, Bud Dupree was on a one-year contract. Clay Campbell was on a one-year contract. So that's definitely a need in terms of, like, you just got to get guys – on the roster. I guess you, you are on the Katie is technically an edge as well. Who's who's rostered along with uh, Zach Harrison. But I think that you, you, you got to get a, a guy there. I know a lot of people, myself included, have been projecting the Falcons to use their eighth pick on an edge rusher. Um, but I would also say, Chris, is that, you know, the secondary for me is a huge question mark and it's not just, you know, they're going to have to sign AJ Terrell. I, I have to imagine they get that deal done, but assuming that happens, you still got a big spot to fill at that CB2 spot, and I don't know if um, CP3, as I like to call him, Clark Phillips, did enough to be like that makes the team confident they can just slot him in there. For me, I he's a nickel, Joe. Just, what's that? He's a nickel for me, Joe. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the weird thing with him is he to me he is a nickel too. I do wonder about his physicality in the run game in the nickel spot, like being able to like you know get in the box and make a tackle. And the Falcons went with a lot of, like, uh, Richie Grant and, like, a three-safety nickel, like a big nickel looks last year. So I'm just curious as to how they view him at this point. And so if it's not him, you know, Jeff Okuda, he really tailed off last season. It's, you know, in this league at this time, you've got to have two good corners. We saw the Chiefs, you know, just how much they were able to really lean on the, the strength of their secondary that allowed them to dial up a lot more pressures and just create more havoc just because you've got guys in the back end that can cover things. And so I think that that, that cornerback position is going to be huge, probably not in as dire need as, as edge right now, but it's definitely one I'm keeping an eye on. And by the way, speaking of corner, that safety position as well, speaking, you know, I mentioned Richie Grant. Um, he's not going to be back in a starting role next year. So do you, do you lean are, are you, have you seen enough from DeMarco Hellams last year? He seems solid for sure, but maybe there's an opportunity to upgrade there as well next to Jesse Bates. Wrapping up our conversation with our Falcons reporter, Joe Patrick, here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Joe, I know this is something, I don't know if we've actually ever directly discussed it, but we've definitely danced around it, as a lot of other people have. You mentioned A.J. Terrell, and it's sort of being a fait accompli that he gets his new contract. Has he earned it over the past couple of years? He's had a rough couple seasons, Joe. It's, it's a weird one because... He had a, he had a, a genuinely like bad year two years ago. Um, he you know just gave up a lot of big touchdowns. I would actually argue that the coverage itself on a lot of those plays wasn't terrible, but the passes were complete. Frankly, some some important uh, passes that were completed for touchdowns against him uh, this year. I thought he was. Here's the weird thing for AJ is that like he just doesn't get thrown at a lot. Uh, like teams tend to just go away from him, which he can. You know, I'm sure he'll tout that as kind of a you know, evidence of his ability and why he should get paid a lot of money. But I do wonder if the Falcons are like, mm, yeah, teams do go away from you, but there still are touchdowns there. There still are some like pretty big, uh, you know, penalties at times, whether, you know, I don't know if you remember the one against the Titans, which was a, you know, 
a bad call. It should have been off of the pass interference, but he get, you know, got beat for a touchdown there. So you never know how the team looks at it, but I do think that ultimately they want to do this deal. They want to get it done. I think the big question mark is just what, what's the number going to be? What's the price going to be yeah. for AJ Terrell? So because like the top he's going to hold three, himself out there like one of the top guys. Yeah, he is, exactly. And I'm looking at the top three right now, Jair Alexander, Denzel Ward, Jalen Ramsey. They're, they're getting about 21 a year, Joe. Yeah. I, I don't. I just don't know if I see AJ in that. Like that's a huge salary cap commitment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's one. It's it's a tough one because it's one of those positions where you can have a it, it, like you pay up for a great corner, you know, for twenty million dollars, whatever it is, and uh, and if that other corner also isn't good, then your safe your secondary overall is still going to have like massive vulnerabilities, and you're not going to really reap the rewards necessarily from that outlay that you're spending on just this one guy. So I, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I, I do think it gets done. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I think there's 97% chance that it, it, he's a Falcon um, for, and they lock him down on a long-term contract and probably, you know, arrange the money. Um, but, you know, yeah, we'll see. I, I do think you're right, Chris, though. It's, it's totally been swept under the rug as a kind of a topic of conversation, something we should be thinking about as Falcon fans as we head into this offseason just because everything's been so dominated by this quarterback talk. All right, Joe, go download that new Beyonce song. If you like Shania Twain, it's right up your alley, my friend. Strap okay. on those cowboys. Right. I'll have to check it out. All right. You know, yeah, I don't ahead. listen to a lot of the new music, but I'll, I'll, I'll download this one. Yeah, he's stuck in about uh, 2002 to 2012. I, was, so guess, I can do Destiny's Child, you know. The reunion that's more tour? up my alley. All right, all right, listen. <laughs> I, I, I don't want no scrubs. Well, no, that's TLC. Hey, I have that album too. Yeah, that's deep- TLC actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Joe, nice. don't go chasing waterfalls, okay. then, my friend. Okay. All right, we'll, okay. we'll, talk, we'll talk to you yeah. next time. That is our buddy Joe Patrick there on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Warren's looking at me like I have six heads. He's like, dude, you can't be screwing up all these names and these artists and these albums. Is this another one from his playlist? This is a good song. You know what? This is a good song. This is a good one hit wonder, like kind of soft rock, poppy hit. What's the name of this song? I don't know. Until the break of dawn? Save tonight. Uh, save tonight. Eagle Eye Cherry. Okay. All right, when we get back, back to the phones. 404-726-0929. You just heard Joe. He doesn't think the Falcons should pull the trigger if the cost is too high on Justin Fields. What are you willing to pay? 404-726-0929. Chris Thomas back with you in five. Talking Justin Fields to the Falcons. Potentially right here. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 